wisdom in action is just about showing how you're thinking, where you're grounding your decision-making process, and it's about showing what you use to make the decisions that you're able to make. That's all it is. Knowledge is knowing things. Wisdom is making the right decisions based on what you know. So show what you know, where you got it, and how that is influencing your decision-making. Welcome to Management Material. My name is Katherine Vanderlaan. I started my career at the bottom as an assistant and worked my way up to become the boss's boss in eight years. And man, I love management. If there's anything I've learned, it's that what got you to where you are now won't get you to where you want to be. This is a podcast for top performers who also want to be amazing managers. I've coached lots of talented people into their dream jobs as managers. I challenge the way they see the world and say what they don't necessarily want to hear. You see, management is all about leadership. The best managers were leaders long before they had any direct reports. Management material is all about getting you from where you are now to that coveted seat in the corner office. Let's turn you into management material. Welcome to Management Material, episode 45. This episode is all about interview questions, answering them, answering them for management, answering them to get the job. A friend of mine came up to me last Sunday at church and asked me how I would answer an interview question. You see, he had been interviewing for the senior level position, and well, he got he got one job but he was stumped by this one question on a job interview for a job that he didn't get. And he was curious how I would answer that question. So we talked about it. The question was, how would you manage the team? How would you manage the team? It was as simple as that. And that's kind of a curious question because it's so vague. It's so generic. And it's so brilliant. How would you answer that question? How would you manage the team? Take a moment and think about how you'd answer that very vague question. Now, here's a little side note. When I ask vague questions, and I ask them all the time, I'm looking for the answer, but I'm also looking to see how that person is communicating their thought process. I'm looking to see how that person is thinking. I ask open-ended, sometimes vague questions to see if that person is going to think out loud and how that person is thinking. Because within a conversation, most of us are trained to think out loud to keep communication open. So I'm looking to see what do they come up with on the spot? What's their answer off the top of their head? How is that person thinking? Believe it or not, that doesn't change that what I'm about to say is a solid fact. There are many, many books about managing a team. This question, though, how would you manage the team, wasn't about management generically. It wasn't about, hey, what is your management philosophy or style? It was about how a new person would come in and manage a team he or she doesn't know. That's what this question, that's what the heart of the question was trying to understand. The question was about focus, empathy, learning, analysis, patience, understanding, communication, drive, and ambition. 
It was about all of those things and seeing how all of those things play together when that person takes on a senior management role in a new company. This was this question was to see if the person had something to prove or was insecure in his or her management style. So so if I go to a senior leader uh, who is interviewing for a new role and I say, how would you manage the team? What I'm looking to see is, is this person a threat or not? Does this person care more about themselves or the company or the team? What is this person's ambition? What are they trying to prove? So that's what this question was about. This question was about wisdom in action. Wisdom in action and communicating wisdom in action. So as you answer interview questions like this that are vague, here's a big point that I want you to take away. Remember that the interviewer is looking for your wisdom in action. They're looking for you to find the right course of action for the team, the company, and yourself. We've talked about that a lot. Somebody who is a good leader cares about the company, the customers, their team, and themselves. And by the way, it's okay if you don't know how to answer a question. What you need to communicate is wisdom in action. In an interview, what the interviewer is trying to understand is what does wisdom in action mean to you? So how did I answer that question? (laughs) It was on the spot after church, and I love it when my friends do that to me. That is my favorite game. So here's how I answered. I thought out loud, every piece of wisdom in action is grounded in something that you've learned. So when I am being interviewed, I start just communicating what I'm thinking. And what I do is I search out loud for the thing that I learned and where I learned it. Now, you might have learned that piece of wisdom from experience or or from somewhere else and maybe from a book, right? Cite your source. When you're answering these questions, cite your source. Show how you think, then walk them through your decision-making process and timeline. Senior leaders are looking for you to prove a few things. And this is all that was going on in my head as I was thinking about my answer to that question. Senior leaders are looking for you to prove a few things, that you're a leader people want to follow, that you can be decisive in the face of not enough information because you'll never have enough information, and that you make the right decisions for the company, your team, your customers, and yourself. So show that. So back to the story. To answer that question myself, I cited my source. And I said, you know, I think back to what I read in uh, Michael Watkins' first 90 days, the first 90 days. And in Patrick Lencioni's The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, in both books, they described a a patient learning process before making any decisions. So see, see that wisdom in action. What I'm doing is I'm saying, I'm citing my source. I learned this from two books, and that is where I'm basing my decisions right now. I'm taking the wisdom of others, and that's perfectly appropriate. Then I'm saying I'm not a threat. I'm going to be patiently learning before I make any large sweeping decisions. So great, I'm not going to rock the boat. I'm not going to come in and make some really stupid decisions that, that blow a bunch of things in the company. I did something crazy. Want to hear? Instead of completing the aspiring manager's course, 
I started creating a course called the Promotion Handbook because I realized most of the people that I talked to wanted to get to the next promotion and didn't necessarily want to, that promotion to be a manager level. So if you are looking to get to the next promotion within your company, take the quiz below and apply to be a free beta tester for my next course, the Promotion Handbook. I will only take the first five people who apply and are accepted to be beta testers for the Promotion Handbook course. In exchange, I'm asking you to please review every single chapter or every single lesson and tell me what could be improved in the lesson and the activities. I'm looking forward to finding the first five free course takers for the promotion handbook. This is only for people who want to get to the next promotion in their current companies. Sign up at the link in this podcast episode description. Here's back to my answer. So in both books, they described a a patient learning process before making any decisions, right? People put up a front. And that is just fact. People put up a front, especially when there's a new leader involved. So you can't judge that book by its cover. You have to dive in and you have to learn the people, the processes, and the products. The three Ps, people, processes, and products. You have to learn the problems, and that's an additional P, that each team solves. You know, what is their objective? What problem are they trying to solve? And then you also have to understand the problem that each team creates, problems sometimes. So what problems does each team solve and which problems do they create? So the first 30 days on a team will help you learn the basics and the problems, right? What you're trying to learn is how does this company function right now? What problems does each team solve? What problems does each team create? What are the processes involved? Who are the people involved? All of that stuff. The next 30 days, so up until day 60 or the next month, will all be about learning who the people are in greater depth. So you know the first 30 months or months, 30 days, people are really going to put up a front and they're going to be uncomfortable, not excited. That's okay. I expect that. The next 30 days, people have kind of settled down. They've accepted that you're here. They've accepted that you're now in that senior leadership position, and they're willing to help you learn. They're willing to help you find out who they are, what's really going on, and they will open up. So the next 30 days is all about learning who people are in greater depth. Now notice this. This is a patient learning process in the first 60 days. The next 30 days, that's when you start to model out your changes. So you're looking at everything that you've been learning. You've been pretty observant. You have asked different questions individually and in groups and teams. You are basically shadowing the company the first 30 days. The next 30 days, you're getting to know the people a little bit better. And then that final 30 days, you are starting to model out some changes and make some changes that might shake a few people up. And you might be seeing who the people really truly are. But the last 30 days of your first 90 days anyway, are all about 
making some small changes to see who people are, and then at the end of it, having a plan for some larger changes. You might be able to see I'm a little bit of a slow actor when it comes to big sweeping changes. I like to understand how those changes are going to affect people. That's it. That's my biggest concern. How is this going to affect people, our customers, ourselves as a company, the company as a whole? How is this going to affect people before any change is made? Now, once a decision is made, once a decision is made to enact a change, then you put a timeline in place, it's committed. I am very decisive. But when it comes to making decisions that affect people, I like to make sure that it's the right decision. I like to make sure that it's analyzed properly, that that all perspectives are seen, and I kind of pressure test it in ways without asking other people to really <laughs> make sure. Well, I will sometimes ask other people, hey, what do you think about this, that, but in an indirect way so that they don't know, don't tip off somebody if I'm looking to let someone go. So do you see the wisdom in action that's communicated there? Do you see the wisdom in action in that answer to that interview question, that super vague interview question? Wisdom in action is just about showing how you're thinking, where you're grounding your decision-making process, and it's about showing what you use to make the decisions that you're able to make. That's all it is. Knowledge is knowing things. Wisdom is making the right decisions based on what you know. So show what you know, where you got it, and how that is influencing your decision-making. When you're interviewing for a management position, that's what people are looking for on a base level. That's what people are looking for. So don't worry about having the right answer. Don't worry about being, you know, projecting this perfect executive persona. Nobody is a perfect executive. Nobody, nobody. Everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time. And if you haven't Listen to that podcast episode. Oh my goodness, what a weird analogy I go into there. But everyone puts their pants on one leg at a time, and that's fine. That's good. We are all people. Nobody expects perfection. And if you project perfection in an interview for a management position, people are going to look at that and say, she has no room to grow. She doesn't want to learn. She thinks she's perfect already. I don't think she's right for this role. So don't try to project perfection. Instead, just walk them through how you're making that decision. And if you're a good fit, it'll be great. If you're not a good fit, don't worry. You'll find somewhere where you are a good fit. Okay? Stay humble. Think out loud. Show them your wisdom in action. That's all, folks. If you have any comments or feedback, please go ahead and give me an email at katherine.vanderlaan with those two A's at the end at saverstreet.com. I look forward to all of your emails. All right, I will see you soon. This is Management Material. Thank you for listening to Management Material. If you like what you're listening to, please rate us on iTunes. I track those ratings like I tracked my GPA in college. And let me know what else you want to hear about. I'm an open book. I can't wait to see you in the next episode.